Welcome to a new episode of the Twins Who Podcast. It's been a while. We've missed all of you. We're recording this on June 24th at night, right before the NBA Awards. I'm your host, Adonatani, and as always, I'm joined by my better half, my twin brother, Adonatani. Adele, welcome. Man, it's been a long time. So glad to be talking to you again. Uh, and as a reminder, follow us on Twitter at Twins Hoop and now our official IG page at Twins Hoop underscore official, Facebook at Twins Hoop. And please rate and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever else you listen to your uh, favorite podcasts. Keep the feedback and questions coming. Adele, uh, people should be rating us because one person said this is the greatest NBA podcast they've ever heard. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's the first time I've heard that before. That's great. Yes. So I just wanted to get that out there. So I'm excited to connect with you, Adele. It's the NBA offseason. It is the NBA offseason, but the NBA never sleeps. The drama never stops. It's been zero days since the last nonsense. <laughs> it really is the best league. There's not a better league. Also, I do got to say, it's been a very long time since I've seen you. Um, you know, we're recording this on Monday. I saw you yesterday in Atlanta, and it's just been so long. And uh, I really miss you, man. <laughs> I miss you, too. Let's get into some basketball talk. Um, what's been going on? What's new? Oh, man. Let's see. The finals ended like a year ago, it seems like. Yeah, but they only, you know, the Raptors only dominated the news cycle for about 48 hours. And then, boom, we had a big trade. The Lakers traded uh, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, three first-round picks for uh, Anthony Davis. Those first-round picks that the Pelicans are getting are uh, the number four that they used to draft DeAndre Hunter in the draft recently. They get the pick in 2022 if it's one through eight. I've never seen a protection like that. So if it's nine through 30, the Lakers get to keep it. It's unprotected in 2022, a pick swap in 2023. Um, and either one of 2024 or 2025, the Pelicans can choose. I want to get your reaction to that, Adele. You know, my initial reaction was uh, I felt like the Lakers just gave up way too much to get Anthony Davis. And the main reason was, who were the Lakers going up against? Like, who, who, who was setting the market there? You know, that's a good question. But, you know, it's when someone knows you're desperate and, you know, it's one of those things where you say, okay, that sounds good, but just one pick, right? Like one, just give us this pick swap, you know, at the end it's, Oh, how about a pick swap or how about an unprotected in, you know, five years from now. And if you're that close to getting a uh, transcendent once in a generation superstar, yeah. that's Anthony Davis. Um, you know, I can see how that's happening. I'm sorry. I said, Deandre Hunter was the number four pick. The Pelicans then traded right. the number four pick for number eight, 17 and 35 to the Hawks. The Hawks drafted DeAndre Hunter and the Pelicans used the number eight pick uh, to pick up Jackson Hayes. So, um, you know, it is quite a haul. Uh, I think it's probably the best haul I've ever seen for a trade. It's this beats Carmelo. It beats the KG Paul Pierce. And you know what it really does? It makes the Kawhi Leonard trade look garbage for the Spurs. <laughs> I don't even remember what the Kawhi Leonard trade was at this point. Uh, DeMar DeRozan and who else? Jacob Pirtle. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they should have got a lot more for that. Yeah, it sounds terrible. So here, here, here's, the, here's the thing. So um, as, as much as I thought that the Lakers gave up too much, I then started thinking about the Pelicans really should have tried uh, to get Kyle Kuzma. You have Lonzo Ball coming off two straight seasons where he ended uh, on, on the bench 
um, in civilian clothes. He was mm-hmm. he was not dressed. And then you had Brandon Ingram uh, that ended the season because of the blood clots issue. They're saying he's going to be okay, but that's still something to keep an eye out for. Mm-hmm. And Josh Hart uh, was easily uh, the best player off the bench. Also a utility player. You kind of plug and play him anywhere. He was guarding bigs at some point during the season. He grabs boards mm-hmm. and defends. Uh, and then obviously the first round pick swaps. I get what you're saying. Like you're that close. Let's just add another unprotected and let's get this done or a pick swap. But um, the Pelicans should have got Kyle Kuzma. They should have got him. He, he he was the most proven player. So he was the best player, the not lame LeBron last year. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about all the youngins. He uh, the Pelicans should have got him, and uh, maybe they. Um, give up a, a first round pick that they were asking for to get Kyle Kuzma or whatever it may be, but you got to go after Kuzma, and then you got to ask, like, how much does clutch sports, uh, the fact that Kyle Kuzma is a clutch sports um, player, how much does that impact the fact that he did not get traded? I mean, you, I actually didn't know that. So, um, wow, yeah, he. I mean, now that you said it, uh, it probably does have, to have an impact. Uh, Rich Paul owns the Lakers at this point, in my opinion. He got KCP thirty million across two years, basically between his first his first two uh, one year deals. He brought LeBron James to the Lakers. He brought Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Took away some leverage from other teams. Um, you know, it was, you know, Rich Paul has really shown his value. But at the other side of it, it's not that's not really good for the Lakers. You don't want an agent having that much pull especially on a familial business like the Lakers, it's easy to have influence. Um, but going back to the trade for a second, you're completely right. I, Kyle Kuzma is the best player. They should have got him, but they didn't. And now the Lakers have a front court of Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, LeBron James, which is really good. Um, you know, you're hearing a lot out there, like, how are they going to fill it out? But people are going to want to play with them. Um, but there's one take that I want to talk about that I haven't heard anyone say. I don't know if you're ready for this, Adele. I'm ready. Let's go. So a lot of people are saying, what if Anthony, like, you know, what Dwight Howard, when they traded for him, he left after one season and that trade was a disaster. We were still paying, the Lakers were still paying for picks up until a couple seasons ago. Um, if Anthony Davis leaves, it's an ult- ultimate disaster. But the Lakers have a trump card. They can tell Rich Paul, look, if you don't bring back Anthony Davis on a five-year deal or whatever the deal is, we're trading LeBron James. And we're trading him wherever we want to because we need assets again. So we're going to turn around and trade LeBron James to uh, the Kings or the OKC Thunder or the Knicks or the Nets or pick your place that has a lot of assets and young players. Um, I think that's the ultimate trump card, and I think that's something the Lakers can use. What? They would be out of their mind crazy to even put that out there, to even consider it. That would be such a bad look. If Anthony Davis leaves the Lakers high and dry, the Lakers what, are, what are known for being a player's organization. Okay, but okay. they don't have any more They're, assets. It's it's just it it would be it would be they would be sabotaging themselves because then no other free agents would want to go there. If you spurn the most influential player that the game has seen in a very long time, the Lakers do not recover from that. But it'll be a mistake. If they don't do that, you're thinking in terms of just X and O's on the court and with with where the CBA is and all that stuff. 
but where the NBA is right now with, with all these individuals having a brand, each of their teams having a brand, look at Anthony Davis burning the Celtics, for example. Uh, it, uh, his father came out and said that he wasn't going to go to the Celtics because of what they did to Isaiah Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. You, you think about that, and you think about if the Lakers did this to LeBron James, that would be madness. Yeah, no, I, I don't think they should, but I think it's an option if Davis, if this doesn't work out and Davis wants to leave. Um, you know, but the Lakers have shown that they take care of their superstars. They gave Kobe that yeah. retirement package. That not, three years, 90 million. Yeah, so, you know, they'll okay, definitely wait, take, I, take care I, of their own. I have a take uh, as well so that not, not many people are talking about, but. Um, so with Anthony, Dave, Anthony Davis with the Lakers now, you have you mentioned LeBron, Kuzma, and Anthony Davis. Who is going to play the center position? So my basketball mind says it should be Davis. Like, I know he doesn't like to play it, but it really should be him. He, he complained about playing center while he was yes. on the and that's so that's so annoying. Because it is. He's, he, he's, he's clearly a center. He's a center. But when the, when the Lakers experimented with having Kuzma at the five and LeBron at the four this year in the beginning of the year. Kuzma was just out-muscled. And it's nothing against him. He just couldn't hang with these big bodies. There's so much uh, physicality that happens down there. Um, so Anthony Davis is the only player on that team, him and LeBron, that could handle that kind of physicality. And LeBron can't, can't take that kind of punishment if you want him to last uh, the length of his contract. So there's two players that I have in mind, and one's perfect, but on gettable and one's still perfect and gettable but let's quickly just for the listeners say how where we are the lakers right now have 23 million in cap space uh if anthony davis waves his trade picker can get to 27 and if they can trade away uh mo wagner isaac bonga and jamaria jones they can get to about 32 million the reason we're in this mess is because rob palenka uh <laughs> forgot to about the cap even though they've got capologists working for them forgot about the cap and didn't make the trade on june june 30th instead of I'm sorry, July 30th instead of uh, where it's slated to go, July 6th. Sorry for all of that. Just to say, uh, let's operate with the assumption they have about $25 million, all right? Because I think they can make some trades. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We can't just gloss over the fact that the Lakers and Rob Palenka did not realize how much this was going to affect the cap with them making the trade sooner rather than later. And that's so crazy um, because fans, even NBA fans knew it. Like, like people who know NBA – when that trade happened, was the first thing you were thinking, wasn't it? Do they have space for a max creation? Right, exactly. <laughs> what? And I, I was watching the jump when Ramona Shelburne actually um, uh, stated that Rob Lincoln didn't know that this was happening. They had to contact the Pelicans back. And yeah, they, mean, they're not working with him. How, how comical are the Lakers right now? You got Magic Johnson going on first take, just roasting Rob Palenka. And then after this trade happened, sending out a tweet congratulating him. Uh, we haven't even talked about what Magic Johnson did, just quitting Oh, my air. God. What he did was so <laughs> wrong. Quitting on, I love Magic, but come on. Lakers are a dumpster fire, but, you know, you can – they can – he can get executive of the year if this works, if they win the title. I mean, think about it. But this is why people hate the Lakers. A couple of our friends have mentioned this, but they do everything wrong. They end up drafting. Uh, they end up uh, uh, getting LeBron James to sign with them. They do everything wrong. They end up trading for Anthony Davis. And – they're going to do everything wrong because they still have a chance to, to win the championship. They're going to do everything wrong and they're going to win the title this next yeah. year. <laughs> That's why they the Lakers. I mean, so can I get just... back to your original question? The perfect big man would be Al Horford. 
but he's going to be so expensive. The Lakers aren't going to have money to fill out the rest of the roster, and I don't think he's worth the money he's going to get. I'm hearing three years, 90, or four years, 100, something like four, that. Four Just, year, the, the number that's been thrown around there is four years, 112 million. Yeah, so that's too much. But a, a player that's gettable and worth it is Brooke Lopez. Um, he's, you know, I saw some stat. He's made as many threes in the last year as, like, Kevin Durant. I mean, this guy's completely changed his game. He's a perfect player next to Anthony Davis. He's not the rim protector you need, but, um, you know, he's seven foot one, so he still does some stuff. Why would Lopez go back to the Lakers? All they have to do is re-sign him. They let him walk. He's yeah, already, so, but, he's already with the Lakers. Same with, same with Randall, same with Russell. I'm seeing all these stories about Randall, Russell, But Lopez. Magic's gone. Magic's gone. Luke Walton's gone. But, you got to look at it like that. Again, you're rewarding the Lakers for their um, for their ignorance, basically. Not realizing that. I'm not rewarding that, the Lakers. Oh, hey, I just... I just know how nice it is to live in L.A. I'm assuming it's really nice because everyone moves there and all the NBA players want to live there. So I'm sure Brooke Lopez could say, you know what? I'm going to come play in L.A. And maybe as a sweetener, the Lakers even try to get his brother Robin Lopez to be third string center. (laughs) Yeah, so you have have a a core of uh, Lopez, Lopez, uh, Kuzma. And Anthony Davis, yeah, that should that should work out great. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I I do think okay. there are, there's a couple of good big men. Yeah, okay, I agree with you on Brook Lopez. He's he's good for them. He'll also be good for if he resigns with the Bucks. Um, the the Clippers also have cap space, um, and they're in L.A. So and they're also run by uh, a much more comp- a competent uh, foundation. It looks like, and especially having Jerry West, it's a no brainer to choose the Clippers over the Lakers right now. If you are if you are a star, you're contacting the other all stars in the league, and you're saying, "Let's go to the Clippers." They have max space for what two two free agents, mm-hmm. and you're choosing the Clippers over the Lakers. Well, like, why, why choose the Lakers? What do the Lakers have? They've got LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and they don't have cast space. They're gonna win the title with that with those two. Give me give me Kawhi Leonard and Julius Randle on the Clippers. That's that team does not beat LeBron and Anthony Davis. There's no way. How about Kawhi? No Kawhi I'm Kawhi. sorry. Are you trusting Shea Gilgis Alexander and Danilo Gulnari to be healthy? And I don't know. Maybe yeah, they got Sweet Lou, but who else? They're about to lose Patrick Beverly. Yeah, I don't think they keep um, Lou. Their oh. their their best big man is Montrezl Harrell, who's like six six. You know, I just don't see this this happening. Yes, they're a great team, but this I narrative about West. The, I trust Jerry West. This narrative over. about the Clippers being so great and such a well-run organization is, I think, created by the media. There's a strong chance that they it's end the up media with nobody. Listen, it's created man. by the media. People like you, you and the media. The, Clipper, the Clippers have a better foundation. The Clippers have better ownership. The Clippers have Jerry West, and I trust that he's going to fill out the roster correctly. Give me showtime. Give me the Lakers. Give me all the all right. dysfunction in the world. All right, so... Um, we're, we're talking about where the Lakers go from here. So you mentioned <laughs> Al Horford's too expensive. We got to talk about how he's prone to Celtics. But um, Brooke Lopez would be a good pickup. $23.1 million. Let's say they have $23.1 million. What are the Lakers doing um, aside from Brooke Lopez? Who else can they go after? So I'll give you my perfect scenario, and then I really want to hear yours. I bet it's about the same. Uh, I'm thinking Danny Green for $10 million. Right. And then I'm thinking, um, you know, you you try to get someone like Darren Collison. I think Patrick Beverly would be ideal, but he's too expensive. So you try to get someone like 
Darren Collison or, you know, a point guard for agent like that, maybe a backup in Ricky Rubio. Um, you know, so I think you need to, although I really don't want the Lakers to, sh- to sign Rubio, but they just need, you know, some shooters at this point or some players at this point um, and ideally shooters, which Rubio is not. Uh, so I would say like, you know, Brooke Lopez, Danny Green, and then you got to try to find a point guard like Collison. Okay. I actually, I actually like that. I mean, I don't really like Collison, but I don't either, um, but, but he doesn't think of anyone else. Good year. I'll, I'll tell you what, um, if they could, if they could sign, uh, uh, scorers off the bench, like Terrence Ross, I think would be a good fit. Um, obviously, uh, Lou Williams would be great, but um, I don't like Ricky, I don't like Ricky Rubio because he can't shoot. Yeah, I don't think that they can afford Terry Rozier because he wants a close to a max. Um, but, can't but, get but three, three, three and D guys. So Trevor Ariza would be good. I'd like Danny Green. Trevor Ariza would be great. Yeah. Yeah, Trevor Reza is a, a free agent. But I mean, I'm talking um, about the first people to sign. You got, Jer- yeah. you got Jeremy Lamb. See, I like that one too. And he's he's going to be I cheap. do have a player. Also, Wesley Matthews is a free agent. He'd be great. But he's probably going to resign Indiana. Um, but there's a player who used to be one of your favorites just scores. Just straight. He used to just be a baller. <laughs> yeah, is it, uh, oh, the guy that Joe Ingles is better than. Wait, who are you talking about? I don't, I don't remember that conversation. Oh, Carmelo. <laughs> Like I don't know if Carmelo. I mean, I'd love to see Carmelo on the Lakers, but I don't think he can play. In the oh, you could book it. That's happening, one hundred percent. That that'll okay. be the final signing. If they don't get Carmelo, I think they try to sign Rudy Gay. Yeah, but I I see him going back to the Spurs. I mean, you know, they they he's going to be like ten, twelve million, and yeah, Rudy Gay would be really good on the Lakers, but he's an he's also, a nice player. Either one of the Morris twins or both of them are also represented by Clutch Sports. There you go. Don't be surprised if uh, one of them end up on the Lakers. You know, I love the Morris twins. Yeah, something about them. Can't put my finger on it. I don't know either. But so that's, I mean, that's, I think the Lakers, they can, they can fill it out. I'm just really excited to see who are they going to fill out their team with come June 30th. It's, it's six days at 6 p.m. It's going to be total anarchy. I can't wait. It's the best time. That's when we launched our podcast. Right. That's right. That's right. It was a year ago, July first. I I do remember. Yeah, we did our podcast, and later that day, LeBron announced he's going to Lakers. We're like, well, we just did a whole podcast. That's right. Well, that's right. So, um, uh, wait, real quick, you mentioned Al Al Horford. We mentioned the Celtics a little bit. Um, they've had a terrible couple of weeks. Um, you know, obviously Kyrie's leaving. I honestly thought that Al Horford would figure out a deal with the Celtics, and they would try to keep him. What are your thoughts on what's going on with the Celtics right now? So, I mean, I think they should be counting their lucky stars that Irving probably is not going to re-sign there. I think he's a huge problem for their chemistry. Um, you know, you kind of saw the writing on the wall, and Ains probably should have traded him, but, I, you know, they wanted to go for it. So, I think it's fine they lose out on Irving. It's, it's not great, but I think it's okay. Then they, you know, losing Horford is a, a big pain, but you got to think about it, like, I think it's actually a good thing. I mean, he's going to be making 20, 30 million in his last years in the league, and he's not going to be worth that much. You know, Al Horford is already declining as a player. He's very good, but he's got maybe one, maybe two seasons of production left. After that, he's not going to be worth the contract. So I think they're in a good position. A lot of people, and, you know, rightfully so, are kind of shitting all over the Celtics, and I hate the Celtics, but, um, you know, I get it. I think it's fine. Everyone's saying. Well, 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 why is Kyrie to blame? I mean, uh, 
Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens was feeding Gordon Hayward. He benched Jalen Brown for Hayward. And Hayward was terrible. The, the whole year he was terrible. He had a couple of uh, moments here and there, but he still had to recover. I mean, next year is probably going to be much better for him. But you, you got to blame Brad Stevens. You can't just put everything on Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, yeah, it's, it's, you're right. It's not all Kyrie's fault. Um, but, you know, I do think the Celtics can easily bounce back. Look, they've got some cap space and they could save it. They don't have to use it this year. They could be a good candidate for um, people that are going to be asking for trades in the next few years. I mean, I can see a universe where where Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, CJ McCollum, Dame Lillard, you know, players like this who just get fed up with losing and not having a good team around them may ask for a trade. And the Celtics could say, you know what, we've got cap space. We've got some assets and Brown, Tatum and Smart and maybe Rozier. And, you know, we can we can absorb. Yeah. A, a contract like that. What about Nikola Vucevic for the Celtics? Celtics yeah, have 33 I saw, million. I saw he was linked there, and um, I actually like that a lot. I'm hearing Stephen Adams. They're trying to get Stephen Adams in a trade. Right. I like Nikola better as a center because, one, he's an all-star, uh, and, two, he can shoot the three also. Right. right? He, you know, I think if you're signing a big man that can't shoot threes, um, it's very difficult to win in the playoffs. You saw it you know, everywhere in the playoffs again this year. So you got to yeah. shoot threes. I also like Randall uh, on the Celtics. I think that he would fit in with that core. Yeah, he's fit their timeline. Even someone like D'Angelo Russell, right? He would fit their timeline. And that's the biggest thing. I think that's a sneaky addition for the Celtics would be if they were able to sign D'Angelo Russell, renounce Rozier, yeah. you know, and have Russell, Tatum, and Brown as your way forward. You still got the Memphis unprotected pick for next, uh, you know, protected next year, unprotected the year after. You can use that in trades. So I think they have a, they have some opportunities. I'm not as low on the Celtics as most people are. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have the assets to do something. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what the Celtics end up doing. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about free agency, but I want to just take a step back here. Um, Adele, I want to recall about a, a year ago when Kawhi Leonard was traded to the Raptors. I don't like where this is going. And we said, you were like, you know what? I don't know. I mean, it's a good trade. You loved the trade at the time. You weren't sure if they were going to win the finals, uh, you know, in which they did. And you got the MVP. But I said to you, and I, and I wish, and I don't know if we can roll the tape, but probably not. Because um, I can't figure it out. But we, we, I we, don't think pay our, we don't pay our producers enough to. Producer Arsene Medina doesn't get paid that much. But I remember saying to you, Adele, what if there's an alternate universe? Crap where the Raptors have the best record in the league, Kawhi Leonard, they get take him to the finals, and Kawhi wins the finals MVP. Could you see him re-signing? That? Could you see that happening, and could you see him re-signing? And you were like, that's eh, not going to happen, right? Um, it did happen. Kawhi led the Raptors to the finals with a really good team around him. They won the NBA finals, and I will ask you again. Uh, first, I'll implore you to admit you were wrong, and then I'll ask you <laughs> what – uh, the hell happened, and where where is Kawhi Leonard going? For anyone that knows Adnan, you know that he can be insufferable if if he's right and you're wrong. So we have a couple of listeners out there that are like, "Yeah, this sucks that Adnan was right." We're gonna have to hear about this for quite some time. Probably. I um, I think he stays with the Raptors. I mean, you just want you just won the finals and finals MVP. You have a great core around you. Marcus Saul is probably going to opt in if Kawhi Leonard does, uh, or if he assigns a, his extension or his contract. 
So you bring back, uh, you already have Lowry, you have Siakam, you have um, Gasol. I mean, you got, you got to run it back. Who in the East is going to beat you at this point when you have Kawhi Leonard playing out of this world in the playoffs and in the finals? I will give you two people that could beat him. One is future Giannis, and two is Kawhi Leonard's hamstring. But with him uh, resting, you know, 30-plus games or whatever it was. He played, he played six games a year ago. So, you know, I think, um, you know, he's been healthy. But tell me about the contract he signs with the Raptors. What do you think it is? I think he signs a three-year and the last one's a player option. I can't disagree with you even more than I do right now. Don't I tell me he's going to do a, a one and one Oh, you're thinking he's going to do a five? This guy has injuries in his lower body. He had load management, played 60-something games. He's going to sign a five-year max if he goes Katie, back to the Katie just tore his Achilles, and there's talks that teams are still going to give him five years. Exactly. Or, that's, or for, excuse me, four years in the max. But that's, what, that's my point. He's, he's going to take the money because of injuries. Adel, I've got some breaking news. Hmm. I'm ready to hear it. Luka Doncic just won the uh, Rookie of the Year Oh, Trey Young. Yeah, I uh, I believe it. I mean, I, when we had talked about it in the last pod, I thought that Trey Young had a chance because he was on a tear that those couple of games, putting up ridiculous numbers. But Luka Doncic just had he started off strong and overall had a better year. But who has the better year next year, Trey Young or Luka Doncic? Uh, I mean Trey because he probably has the ball in his hands more, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if Lucas has to share it with Kristaps, with but uh, I think Trey, because he's just going to take that next step, and he ended the season strong. He also, there's a lot of excitement in Atlanta right now. They drafted extremely well. Yeah, so, sorry we took you to a different subject, but wanted to let our, our listeners know for breaking news. So let's go back to uh, the Raptors and Kawhi. You know, I think he, I think he does resign, but I see a universe. I'm going to just make the prediction now. There is an alternate universe if the Lakers get to max cap space, you know, they can sign Kawhi Leonard. Adele, how crazy am I? He'd rather sign with the Clippers than the Lakers. I don't know. I don't see it happening. I don't think the Clippers are the as Lakers great as everyone. Have everyone okay? There's 29 other teams in the league. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. You're right. You're right. Uh, All right. So I'm putting it on wax. Three-year deal. Uh, one year, the last year's a player option, and you're saying four year or five year max. I'm saying five year max with the Raptors. Um, that's my take. So Adele, we were watching the finals, and the Warriors. I mean, they would bounce back, and then there was an injury, right? And they'd bounce back, and then there's an injury, and you know, KD came back, and it was so motivational for about eleven minutes. Yeah, and then the worst thing possible that can happen to an NBA player. Like, that is probably the worst injury. You know, even, you know, Paul George breaking his leg looked the worst, but any NBA player knows or basketball player knows tearing your Achilles is probably the worst thing that could happen. Right. And it happened to someone at the worst possible time. Right. And in prime, in prime of his career, he was balling that game, by the way. Was he three for three from, from the three or something like that? And Yeah. I mean, he, he was he, – he, that's why I I would like to also ask you this. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about the injuries, but is there an asterisk on the Raptors winning and beating a hobbled Warriors team? Um, 
I don't think so. Uh, you know, the Warriors on their way to three titles over the last five years uh, got very lucky with facing opposing teams who had injuries. Their first run, I remember Mike Conley was out. I remember Drew Holiday was out. You know, their second run, you know, um, or third run, Chris Paul was injured in, in that game set. They've dealt with facing opposing teams' injuries. You know, you ask anyone who repeats, and who's in a dynasty, Kobe says this all the time, Shaq, Michael Jordan, it takes a lot of luck to repeat, and it takes a lot of luck to have a dynasty. You have to be healthy for a long time. Um, you know, you're facing teams who may not be at 100%. So I don't think there's an asterisk because I think that on both sides, there were injuries at different points over the last few years. The Raptors came in and beat a team. They were the better team that was on the court, and that's all that matters. So, right. no, I don't think there was an asterisk, and I think that um, it was just phenomenal to watch the Raptors beat a very well-coached team, really good defense, and just a fun series to, to watch as a fan. Yeah, and it was great to see Kawhi uh, just dominate, you know, continuous streak in the playoffs, just dominate. Uh, but also, um, game six showed uh, Lowry came out firing he played exceptionally well Gasol had some great plays Siakam played well Ibaka so um, but yeah going back to the injuries this couldn't have happened at a worse time for KD luckily he's young enough that he's still going to get the max and um, you know who knows if he's going to get a five-year max with the Warriors or if he ends up with the Knicks or the Clippers on a four-year max yeah I'm hearing that the clip like the Clippers are not so high on him anymore and you know it's I think and what I've also that you know, KD and Kyrie, they want to play together, but Kyrie wants to go to Brooklyn and KD wants to go to New York. Um, and if we know, and if you know anything about KD, he's going to change his mind a hundred times between now and when he makes his decision, which I guess it's fine, right? Like he does, he's someone that does care about what other people think about him and where he should be. It's not an easy move is his last chapter. So, you know, he should take his time and make that decision. If I had to guess today, I think KD's going to the Knicks and Kyrie's going to the Nets. Uh, where would the best fit be for KD? I think it'd be on the Nets with Kyrie. You don't think it would just be with the Warriors? Well, I didn't know that was an option. You tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> look, man, look, if, if he wants to win titles, I know all these the top free agents, they have rings, so it changes things, but... I mean, you have a chance to get multiple rings and to be up to Warriors. Why would he go back? And he's the best player on the best team. Yeah, but why? They injured him. They put him back out there and he tore his Achilles. Look, they told him, you know what? He's a grown up. He's a grown up. You're right. He should have probably should have made that decision. But when your trainers who you're supposed to trust tell you there is no risk of injury and 11 minutes later, whatever it was, you injure your Achilles, even if rationally you you're not mad at them you would still be a little bit like well why the hell did i come you know why didn't they tell me that yeah but i I don't know what the what trainers ended up telling them but over the years the warriors have been um uh i I, the warriors haven't been an injury prone team right so it's it's a string of bad luck playing 100 games every year for four years it adds up yeah um so I, i think that's also the case so I think the best fit for him is the Warriors, but if you yeah. if you are the Knicks, you say, okay, hey, come to New York. We'll try to get a second free agent. If not, we still have all these assets that we can flip, 
and we yeah. can be in the lot in the lottery again next year and flip that. They could do it, and I mean, then they... and then you could be in play for Dame Lillard, who is up for a super max extension, and we don't know if the Blazers are going to give it to him. So oh, they'll give it to him. Yeah, yeah, There's... but it, it also like why would the Blazers? That's the whole other thing that we can get into. Uh, and I hope they do give it to him, but. My point is that if he signs the Knicks and nobody else goes there, they could say, hey, look, we could be in the play for a lottery and then we can trade that for uh, one of these other players that are going to become a free agent um, in, yeah. or one of these other players that are have a free agency coming up and they want out. Yeah. Um, what about Clay Thompson? He tears his ACL. He's doing jumping jacks in the locker room saying that he's fine, um, saying, you know, put me back in, coach. They're saying, go to the back, <laughs> go get checked out. And next thing you know, he's on crutches. I mean, how tough is he? Yeah, he's tough. But, you know, you do see with ACL tears, like a lot of people don't know right away that they tore. I remember like maybe five, seven years ago, it was actually longer than that. Trevor Rizzo was on the Orlando Magic. And that's a way back machine. He uh, tore his ACL and then played five more minutes like he was up running up and down the court and then he finally fell. Do you remember that? And I remember, you know, that's when I really learned about with ACLs. You really don't know if you tore. You can still walk and run, but. I mean, right. obviously, you can't be effective or efficient. So that's a good point. And I remember Kobe tore his meniscus, and he ended up and he played like the whole second half, just didn't realize it. Yeah, I mean that's I think that much less severe, but yes, yeah. So but same. That's weird, but still, like uh, Clay Thompson has a reputation of being extremely tough. I mean, he came back from that strained hamstring, missed one game, I think it was. Yeah, it was amazing, um, and, and he was and he was playing so well in Game Six. But that's another thing. He shouldn't have been out there. The hamstring is an injury that takes, you know, six, six to eight weeks to heal. And he came back the next game. The Warriors should have said no. You know, we'll they're not protecting see. their assets. They, are not, they look, didn't protect their, their it, it, two biggest assets. Look, if it is the case that the health staff, the doctors and trainers missed it, then they'll get fired. Like how the Celtics fired their whole medical staff uh, after the whole Isaiah Thomas thing. Well, you know, they lost um, their, their, like, trainer guru chelsea lane you know uh before last season really um she left for the atlanta hawks so and she was someone that um was you know very important to the warriors for health chelsea lane she left and now she's on the hawks you know warriors east uh and the reason we found we found out later that it was because the Warriors were not willing to spend the money for what she was worth at what she felt she was worth at the time. So yeah, they weren't willing to pay her. Wow. Yeah. yeah I'm right. Reading right now. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So I don't know, man, these things have a, have a tendency to come back around and, you know, it kind of looks shitty for the Warriors that their two biggest assets, they didn't, they didn't protect them. So, um, well, again, again, we'll have to see, uh, but you know, Clay best case comes back in February, makes a good yeah. playoff run with, uh, with Steph and Draymond and, I wouldn't want to play the Warriors if I was any team in the West. So Adele, we touched on the biggest, we touched on like what's probably the best part of the NBA off season or maybe even season, which is free agency. I'm going to give you some, well, first let's talk about this. So many teams have caps. Um, I think you've got a list of, of uh, you know, who's got, who's got how much money. Yeah, actually, if you don't mind, I just want to go down in order so we can just get an idea of, of where to go here. So um, in order of who has the most to least, um, all the way to 20 million, we have the Nets with 67 million, the Knicks with 60 million, the Kings with 59.1, the Sixers with 58.9, the Clippers with 54, Mavs with 47, Pacers with 32.5, Celtics with 32.3, Pelicans with 32. 
Lakers with 23.1, and Suns with 20. So all of those are if all those teams renounced all their free agents. Because, you know, Sixers at 60 million, that's if they renounced Harris and Butler, which they wouldn't do, obviously, um, because they're going to re-sign them. Right, exactly. Um, So what are your thoughts on – we talked about Kawhi Leonard, the top free agent. We talked about Kevin Durant. Um, we talked about. I, I, mean, I think we're both in agreement that Clay Thompson is going to the. Um, he's going to stay with the Warriors. Kyrie Irving is going to go to the Nets. What about players like Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, and D'Angelo Russell? You know, I think let's start with Kemba. Like, I think the Hornets. This I don't think this would be right, but they're going to offer him the max, the super max, and it just doesn't make sense. He's been there on a cap-friendly deal, $12, $15 million a year, and they were incapable of building around him with him on a cap-friendly deal. They have him two men at max, Bisbeck, Bayambo, um, yeah. you know, the Zeller. They used to have one of the Plumlee brought. Like, they have players that just are not worth their contracts. So right. why would he want to go back to it? He even just recently said he would do a discount. Like, yeah, why in the I world – you are worth a max deal. And why in the world would you do a discount to a team that has proven that they cannot build around you? So, Kemba, uh, if you're listening Wait. to the Twin Sue podcast, which I'm sure you are, leave the Hornets. Wait, hold on. Uh, yes, Kemba, I think you should leave the Hornets. I'm in agreement there. But uh, is he worth the Supermax? No. The, the, okay. okay so, so that, that's but that doesn't I'm matter. Saying. It's the market. It's the market. The market. Yeah, it's the market. But I, th- I think that's why, why the CBA is going to change the next time around. Is it was meant to keep these players in small market teams, but if they sign him to a what is it five years two forty? Yeah, something like that. If they sign him to that, the Hornets aren't doing anything. They're going to be luxury tax forever. Yeah, but he's also a tradable asset. Like if I'm the GM of the Hornets, I'm signing Kemba to whatever it takes. And I view that about players. You know, a lot of people say, look. Had one of the first players to sign that monstrous contract. Right. It was something like five years, 150 million, or something outrageous. And he right. just got traded for the Jazz for like some good players, like an unprotected pick and Grayson Howell and another pick the following year. Right. So, but if he's not if he's not healthy, that trade doesn't mean anything, and he has not been healthy the last couple of years. Right. But they still got that haul. The the Grizzlies did, and you know, with Kemba, Five Hornets front office, I'm I'm signing Walker. I'm not committing another five years to a team that doesn't know how to put a team around me. So, you know, there's going to be, we, you just named all those teams that have cap space. They're, one of them is going to sign, you know, the Mavs, for example. Can you imagine the Mavs running around with Kemba, Kristaps, yeah. Luka, you know, and, and, and really and a well-coached team with Rick Carlisle at the helm? That, yeah. could, that could be a really good team. Yeah, that would be a really exciting team to watch too. So prediction, uh, where do you think Kemba goes? Uh, I think he stays with the Hornets. I, I don't think they offer him the Supermax, but I think they get as close as possible, and they tell him, like, hey, like, th- this is the best you're going to get. And even then, if they, if they offer five years, you know, 200, it's still better than four years, 150. What if the Knicks, which is probably going to happen, they're going to strike out on all free agents? <laughs> right? What? Like they're, I mean, they're not, I don't know, I'm sorry. They're going to strike out on the big fishes. They're going to strike out on Kawhi. Kyrie, they might get. What if? What if they get KD? Okay. But earlier you said they're going to get KD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go back to that. What if they get KD? <laughs> okay, so I think there's they, they can strike out, but let's say they okay. get KD. Okay, wait. Whether they get KD or not, they're not going to uh, spend their money. They've come out and said 
they're not going to spend their money on tier two and, and tier three free agents. So okay. they're not going to throw uh, 30 of whatever million it is to um, Tobias Kemba. Harris and, and Chris Middleton. I'm thinking something like Kemba Walker Kemba. and, you know, yeah, like Kemba Walker and Tobias or Kemba Walker and DeMarcus Cousins. I don't know. DeMarcus Cousins is not getting the max. I didn't, it doesn't have to be the max. Um, That's the thing. They, they want to save their um, their cap space for the future. And they want to build through the draft. Also, let's not forget that Giannis is going to be a free agent in two years. Yeah. Yeah, but he's that, I, teams are already starting to think about that. They are. You're right. They definitely are. But let me give you a scenario also. The Pacers have a max cap space. They need a point guard. They need another playmaker to pair along with Oladipo. I Kemba's think. probably not the perfect fit. I think D'Angelo Russell would be a perfect fit there. Yeah. But Kemba, I mean, they could throw money. Yeah, so they could throw money at both those players, Kemba and D'Angelo. So there are there are some teams that will overpay. And, um, you know, Kemba's going to get his max. That's going to happen. What about the Clippers? Yeah, so I think they're, they're going big game hunting. If they don't land Kawhi, if they don't land KD or Clay, uh, I really don't see them spending – a lot of money on free agents. I think I could see them doing um, a lot of shorter deals for the bigger fish, like Julius Randle or um, yeah, I really don't know. I just don't see them going after a big fish. Unless, uh, another free agent, unless they get a big fish. They're paying doc rivers, all that money and Jerry West to be a consultant. They, they got to show some kind of some kind of uh, but they return will. on that. You know, and the way to will... show return is is uh, being the playoffs for a long time. Look, they've got they've got one of the best picks owed to them, which is a 2021 Miami Heat unprotected pick. They've got assets they can use in trades. I, I think they they're just going to stay super patient. I don't think it matters. I think Jerry West is is playing the long game. He knows there uh, are players that ask for trades. I also want to say players. that I wouldn't be surprised if Pat Riley and the Heat figure out a way to to do some cap magic, and uh, we see a, a flurry of trades here and whatnot, and they end up getting one of these uh, big players through a sign and trade. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Pat Riley is is um, a deal maker. He There's just no way he'd have to offload Hassan Whiteside, and no one wants He'd, him. Yeah, Hassan Whiteside just opted in, twenty nine million. Yeah, it's a terrible contract. So where do you think – so we talked about – where do you think D'Angelo Russell goes? I think he's going to the Pacers. I just can't see him back to the Lakers. I would love it. I think it would be awesome, but yeah. he's going to the Pacers. I think if he's not going to the – like if the Nets sign Irving, I think he's going to the – I think he's going to be either maxed out by the Knicks or the Pacers. And here's why I think the Knicks. I think he's already in New York. He's played really well in New York. He's got ties there in Brooklyn. You know, I don't think he wants to leave New York. Um then he works with the timeline of their young players. So he can help bring along Kevin Knox and um, Mitchell Robinson and RJ Barrett. Uh, now it's not a good fit with RJ because RJ's. I mean, he's, he's a alpha, right? He's a first option, but right. yes, yeah, so I think I'm in agreement with you, you know, Pacers, Knicks, something like that. Uh, how about, um, so Kyrie, we both agree is going to the Nets. Yeah. How about Jimmy Butler? I think he resigns with the Sixers. I mean, it'd be ridiculous if they didn't offer him the full five-year max. I think they're going to offer him the Are full five years. Are they going to offer both Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris the five-year max? 
I think Tobias, I think they're going to offer close to the max for Tobias. He's definitely not a max player. So, you know, something like, I don't know, five years, 100 maybe, something like that. Yeah. Um, I think that he would be a player that um, would be good on a couple of teams because he's such a good uh, three-point shooter and stretches the floor, does everything right. I think he'd be good on the Suns. Yeah, you could definitely see those small market teams paying more well, for him, like Sacramento, Phoenix, Indiana, like so oh, Pelicans yeah. even. I would love him on the Kings. Yeah, I mean, he fits in well just about everywhere. Like, there's really nowhere Tobias Harris goes, and you'll say, I don't like the fit. He, he really can fit in anywhere. Okay, how about um, uh, Chris Middleton? So, like, we're talking about Tier 2. You think Chris yeah. Middleton stays, or he gets, or he signs? Yeah, I think I think they'll sign him to a five year max, like right at mid, right at six p.m. on June thirtieth. Okay, you uh, offline, you were talking about Kristaps, and I haven't put any thought into him because I just figured, oh, he's with the Mavs. But you uh, had mentioned a couple of things about Kristaps. Do you want to dive into that? Yeah, I think Porzingis, when he got traded, his manager said, his agent said, look, he's just going to sign. He's not even going to sign the qualifying offer. Like he wants to be on. Or he's going to sign the qualifying offer and hit the unrestricted free agency the year after. His qualifying offer this summer is around $5 million. He's a big man whose last two seasons have ended early because of injuries. Right. Like, it would be insane if he didn't just take a five-year deal. And I think the Mavs are going to offer him five-year max or something close to the max. Because but, if he comes back and he's healthy, he is a max player. He's a franchise cornerstone. But they can't offer him the five-year max now right they'd have to do an extension or he'd have to no, no he's a no he's a restricted free agent so they can give him a five-year deal at, at max okay so you think that they're going to give him a five-year max this offseason yes i think they're going to put it in front of him um maybe and if it's not the max it'll be close but i can't see a scenario where Kristaps doesn't look at his health his history and and i mean if he bets on himself that would be i guess admirable but also stupid right because you can't control the injuries. You're seven foot three. You know they, right. they have a history of injuring their lower extremities often. <laughs> but uh, the Mavs also have uh, forty seven million. If they obviously if they sign them, um, most of that goes to Kristaps. Don't you think there's better players out there that they should go after? I mean, there is, but it's a sunk cost at this point. You, they've already traded so much for Kristaps. You want to just keep in. You have to keep. You want to invest then in what you've paid for. So, they've sent two unprotected picks to New York. Why would they not re-sign him? It's at this point they're just like, you know what? We've already spent so much for him. Let's just keep him. Yeah, but if Kristaps doesn't sign anything, they put in front of him, right? And they get word that another a max player such as Tobias Harris is interested in coming to the Mavs. Don't you think they say, okay, you know, Kristaps signed this qualifying offer. We're giving the max to Tobias Harris. I, I, don't, I don't think Tobias Harris is worth it. I think you still want Kristaps. Because if Kristaps is healthy, he pops, right? You put, you put Tobias Harris on that team, that's a, a very good team. I don't think so. Budget. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Would you rather have Tobias Harris at $25 million or Kyle Kuzma at $2 million? <sighs> My point to saying that yeah, is, my point to saying that is, there are you can find a Tobias Harris a lot cheaper than you can paying Tobias Harris. That's why the Clippers moved on. I know that's mean, but that's why they moved on. Where are you going to find a, a three four, um, a three four wing that can shoot it and is not an all star? I mean, there's a lot of them. He's 
Wait, yeah, he was an All Star. He year. did not make the All Star team. Oh man, God, I hate it when you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think Tobias Harris is a great player. I just don't think he's worth what he's about to get. I'm not saying it's easy to find him, but you can. Let's say you know, like the Blazers just said, they just traded for Kemp Bazemore. He probably gives you what seventy percent of what Tobias does, and he's on an expiring deal at fifteen million. So my point is, you can acquire or sign or draft players like the, Tobias. The three and D, three D type players. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about that trade real quick? At first glance, I didn't think it made sense, but then I, the more I thought about it, uh, Evan Turner is a good pace guy for the Hawks, and uh, Kent Bazemore is a better scorer, and they need that, especially when uh, McCollum and Dame Lillard are on the bench. I love it for the Blazers because if you watch their playoff games and any games, when Evan Turner has the ball at the top of the key, they pass it to Evan Turner, they're sagging off him. They're playing him like – Draymond Green. Now, Evan Turner's got a really good post-up in mid-range, but he can't shoot the three. Now, all of a sudden, when Kent Bazemore, you give it to him at the top of the key, he can hit that all day. He's a good three-point shooter, especially when he's wide open, which he hasn't been much in Atlanta. So, you know, I think it's a much better pickup. Uh, it, it, it gives them more space to play their pace. And it's also insurance in case they lose Rodney Hood, which I think they only want to pay the mid-level exception, and he's looking for a $15 million, $20 million deal. So I I love it for the Blazers. They turn someone who is a fine player and a good locker room guy into someone who can really contribute um, in the playoffs. On on a winning team, yeah. On a winning team, yeah. Hey, where do you think – so much fun to watch. They are, man. League pass. uh, Hawks in New Orleans, right? Yep. Where do you think Julius Randle goes? Um. And you know, what's his I've, contract look like? I've struggled a lot with this. I think Julius Randle gets the max. Um, he He's averaging 21 on, and I think nine rebounds or eight rebounds, something like that. Mm-hmm. He is very effective on the post. He can guard the perimeter. He's starting to develop a shot, but his bread and butter is just putting his head down and diving to the basket. Um, I'd love to see him on the Mavs. I think he'd be good on the Mavs. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know where else to put him. I. Re- I really don't. The, the Celtics I mean, would be good there. I can see Sacramento him. throwing him a max. Um, Pelicans maybe re-signing him, but I think you know someone like Sacramento, Indiana, Dallas, if they if they decide to go there, which I don't. I don't love the fit there, um, but Dallas could be a good fit. Um, well, in Indiana, you already have Turner and um, Bogdanovich, right, or Boban. Yeah, but they could do something where they trade. No, they have a Demonta Sabonis, you mean, right? Yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, Yeah, they could always trade one of those guys. Um, You know, I'm hearing Miles Turner has been on the market a little bit. They could trade him. But, um, you know, there's a lot of places he can go and where I think it just makes sense. Um, Even a team like New York, look, if they strike out, Julius Randle in New York would be so much fun. I mean, he would score 25 a game. Knicks fans would love him. He's just like a bully ball type of player. I mean, can't you just envision Madison Square Garden chanting MVP for Julius Randle in a losing season? <laughs> I don't think the <laughs> man. Why are you hate on the Knicks on this pod right now? They're like you're the new Magic. No, no, no. Oh man, we all spent the whole podcast not bringing up the Magic since you brought them up. No, you brought uh, them up. You brought about the the way back machine. We talked about Trevor Ariza. Oh, that's true. Listen, uh, do you think the Magic should sign Nikola Vucevic? Yeah. You know, my, my viewpoint is always sign the asset. 
always. You, they could trade him. They could sign him and trade him in January. It's a very heartless way of looking thing, looking at things, but but it's also just makes <laughs> it also just makes the most sense. Uh, he he's got a lot of value with the magic, or if they let's say they don't offer him that max, where does he go? Wait, uh, is he eligible for supermax or no? No, but um, what, I think I, I think he'll be. He's definitely close to max candidate. I think the Kings, the Celtics, um, the Pelicans, the Lakers, the Mavericks—they're all good candidates for him. Yeah, I'd like to see him on the Celtics. I think he'd be good there. Um, we touched on this free agent, but God, it's just so difficult to know what happens here. I mean, this is the final one we'll talk about. What happens with Demarcus Cousins? I don't know. I mean, he definitely played his his worth for the Warriors. A minimum contract? I'd hope so. Well, no, it was the, the mid. It was the mid level. Well, I don't, was it? We got to get our we, hey stat guy. <laughs> I, I got I got I got my stat guy working on it. Hold on. I will get back to you. Yeah. Once once um once my hey hey work on that. Once once the stat guy I guess an answer he'll he'll uh, kindly shoot me a note. Do you use our, the same on our Slack? Do you use uh, the same channel. stat guy as the Lakers? <laughs> Uh, I use the same capologist as the Lakers. Yeah, you'll end up trading him to like Japan if you do that. Yeah, so the stack guy is telling me that he made five point three million last year. Which is the mid level. It's the mid level. So I am right. Anon is wrong, I'm right. Thanks. Thank you. You can go go back to the computer computer things, how to technology. Stack guy. Um so yeah, so he made the mid-level. So he definitely, in just those uh, three or four games uh, where he came in and just owned um, Ibaka and Gasol, he, he made his contract. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't, he's definitely not a max, but he's a $15 million big man. I think so, too. I think he's going to get like something like 10, 15. I mean, he still has struggles and his injury concerns and pick-and-roll defense. But, you know, when KD went out of that game in game five – DeMarcus Cousins is the reason they, they kept the lead. They, I mean, he came in and scored, like, the, the next three baskets. He really kept the pace and played with a lot of heart. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I don't know how much that matters because I don't think there's a big market for him, but we talked about it. There's so many well, teams that if, have if, cap space. If you're the Mavs, you, um, you have $47 million. Uh, you You put 32 towards um, – or 30 to 32 towards Kristaps and the rest towards DeMarcus. I think DeMarcus takes that. Um, I agree with that. I think that's a good idea. Um, uh, DeAndre Jordan <laughs> might end up on the Lakers or one of these other teams. I mean, he, he probably wants to win at this point of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, you never know. The Knicks could throw cap mon- uh, max money at Kemba and DeMarcus and just call it a day. That would be the worst. <laughs> the Knicks aren't <laughs> doing that. I mean, this isn't the old Knicks. This is the new Knicks. This is Knicks. 7.0, okay? I don't know. They're still run by the same person, James Dolan. Still owns them. James Dolan is not running the organization. It's just he's running it into the ground is what he's doing. Okay. You're enjoying this a little bit too much. <laughs> uh, you know, with, with, that, with that being said, were there any other free agents that you are interested in learning about? <laughs> no one I want to learn about I, I, I'm just so excited that we caught up again into the podcast I can't wait to talk to you after the first couple of days of free agency next week we'll get together and discuss uh, where I was right where you were wrong and we'll you know kind of make some more predictions the NBA is going to be turned on its head in about a week and I'm just so excited I cannot wait look forward to it 
All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, again, you know, give us a like and rate us, uh, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.